This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. reading out of the Passion Bible, and in verse number 31, it says this, So what does all of this mean? I want to just kind of pull that out of context, as it's attached to, you know, the previous 30th verses, but aren't you glad that God talks about trouble uh, in the Bible? Otherwise, it would just, you know, be all, you'd have to be perfect and you know, we live in a live in a bubble and all of that, and, and that's not God. You know, uh, uh, God understood and knew, you know, everything that was going to happen, all the things that take place and all that, yet He made each one of us uh, with a free will uh, and made each one of us for a time and a space uh, and gave us grace in this life, uh, and this life is about uh, knowing God. Not just, you know, in triumph, but knowing God in trouble. I thank God that, you know, uh, that God, uh, you know, is uh, going to be especially good to, to Auburn people today. You missed that. It was a highly spiritual point. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not being facetious. And I mean, you know, he, he's especially good to those, you know, that... Uh, that are having a hard time or difficulty for whatever the reason, you know. I mean, uh, and and there are different weights and measures, aren't there, of difficulty and trouble and problems and things in life, you know. Seemingly enough, you know, some things matter maybe a little less. Some things matter maybe a little more. But all things really matter, don't they? They matter. All right, uh, but what does all this mean? Have you ever asked that while you're looking at your life, while you're, you know, you're just living life? Uh, you know, uh, perhaps uh, it's, you know, it's more than uh, just the grocery list or fuel for the car or demands on the job or, you know, the kids picking up their toys or things like that. But in a general sense, when you know we, we kind of pull back and and all of the the clutter and the noise and the clatter and all of that. And sometimes we'll have moments where we'll say, what in the world is the meaning of this? Why? What's really going on? What does all this, all this mean? Anybody have any all this in your life here? Realize that, you know, uh, it's like herding cats sometimes, isn't it? You know, it's like the little duckies, the proverbial little duckies all in a row. If you've ever watched them, it just, you know, it's it, it's very rare the moment or the occasion when everything is just perfect and then stays that way because life moves. Life is can best be described as movement. There's movement in life, and so we're just moving through this life. You know, thank God that we we're, we're passing through trouble. All right, none of it lasts forever. Are you listening? Now, but what does all this mean? 
So everybody has trouble. We all have adversity. We all have problems. And those things are, are determined to define us and where the devil is concerned, our enemy is concerned. And Jesus said that. He said that he came to give us life and life more abundantly. The only trouble is, is that there is a thief, there is a liar, there is a murderer who is called an enemy. There's death. Are you listening? And God called that. He said the last enemy to be put under our feet would be death. So he called death an enemy. Death has many different forms. Many different forms, not just physical death. How many of you have ever been through things where you just felt like you were dying inside? Dreams die. Relationships die. Things die. Amen. It's a, it's a truth and it's a fact of life that not everything even on this planet lasts. Not everyone and not everything. But God remains true and faithful. Amen. Uh, Trouble, adversity, problems are normal to life. Uh, they're normal to every generation. There never was the good old days. Uh, you know, uh, the old days had their troubles too. And uh, we'll have ours and the generations after us, should the Lord tarry, will have their challenges and their problems and their uh, trouble as well. There was no one in the 18th century that, uh, that had a loved one killed because they were texting and talking. No one. Yeah, the automobile and the cell phone are great things. But there's still problems and trouble. Isn't that true? Uh, and they are determined to define us. And if we let them, then they'll deliver us to destruction. Fears, the Bible talks about fears within and fightings uh, without. Struggles sometimes even just to survive. You know, there's, in life there are accusations, condemnations, circumstances and situations that seemingly sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes overwhelm and would overpower uh, uh, our sanity. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, uh, drain and put a strain on uh, through pressures in life on our peace and our prosperity. And these are meant, uh, uh, I believe, most of the time, you know, when you boil it down, for me anyway, is, is to get us to cave in, to compromise. Just learn to live with it. You know, just learn to live with it. Get a bad report from the doctor, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, he'll send you, uh, you know, to a specialist. You just say, listen, we'll send you to the store, and we'll, you know, don't worry about that leg. We'll give you a plastic one. Uh, you know, or this or that or anything else. It, it, we, and it, now listen, thank God for the help. Thank God for medical science. But there's a lot of life just says we just need to learn to live with it. It's just the way it is how things are. Don't expect different. You know, if this means that, that this is all there is, there's no choice, there's no alternative, no other option uh, that we just have to take it on the chin and take it as it comes and play the hand that you're dealt. And you begin to think about, yeah, the deck seems like it's stacked. There's too much against you. The dealer's crooked. Uh, you know, uh, you can't win. No way, no how. You know, the guy's a thief. So just 
you know, the world's answer. And Solomon said this. He goes, well, just give in. Give up. You know, eat, drink, be merry. Do whatever you want to do. It don't really matter. Uh, you know, tomorrow we die. Uh, you know, I realize I may not be talking to everybody today. This may not mean, this may mean nothing, okay, uh, to most. Life's okay. I'm good. It ain't so bad. But there might be somebody today that feels like in your life that trouble has taken over. Not just taken over, but trouble is trying to take you under. You know, it's funny that in America, I was listening to, uh, um, and I'm a big fan of Dr. Eugene uh, Peterson, who wrote the message, translated the Message Bible. And there was this, uh, um, you know, I don't want to call myself addicted, but I absolutely do enjoy YouTube sometimes, <laughs> probably daily. It's past the Sandy's ball. <clears throat> it's a good line because Adam used it and almost got away with it. He goes, it's the woman you gave me, remember? <laughs> so God's used to hearing it. <laughs> Anyhow, it's past Sandy's fault. Uh, she gave me the phone and told me I had to use it, and I've had to learn how to use it maybe a little too well. But anyway, there was this thing. It was about 20 minutes long or something like that. And and we're Bono. Anybody who know, know who Bono is? He's a... Uh, uh, he's an Irishman uh, and a famous member of YouTube. Uh, and he's apparently a great fan of Dr. Uh, Peterson. And so he had a meeting with Dr. Peterson and uh, uh, just wanted to, you know, thank him. But also he just, you know, he, lo he uh, loves God, maybe not the same way that you claim to love God, you know, uh, but who am I going to judge another man's servant in that? No one calls Jesus Lord and can be of another spirit. All right. So anyway, and it was interesting because they were talking about David and the Psalms. It was about the Psalms and how that Psalms is like the songbook, you know, uh, uh, for Israel. It's called the Israel Songbook. So you get over into how, you know, the arts and music and creativity and flowing along those lines. And Bono said, you know, he said, the thing that just really scares me about Christians, he said, is that they're just so plastic. He goes, they don't write about real life. No. You know, about the hurts and the distresses. And he said, yeah, David, you know, that was all set to music. You know, sometimes I, I just, you know, maybe my imagination just gets the best of me, whatever. But sometimes I can just imagine out there in the middle of the, uh, you know, uh, wilderness when he was being, you know, when he was really having some troubles. And David had plenty of troubles, but in the wilderness he was just hunted, being hunted down like a dog. You know, folks that uh, he was uh, absolutely loyal to were, uh, were, you know, not loyal to him, different things like that. But anyway, and, uh, but he was a musician. And uh, I can imagine, you know, uh, uh, I, I don't know what it's going to sound like when we go down David Street in heaven with, <laughs> with him having a Les Paul with electricity. 
I mean, or a strat, you know, those of you know, a guitar that he can actually get loud with, you know. But I can, uh, you know, I can uh, imagine, you know, I remember with the first sermon I ever preached when we came to this church. I can't call the song, but I know it was in my heart. I can quote it by her. I said, Lord, from the ends of the earth, I call out cry to you. It's funny that we were seemed like maybe in the same in the same boat because you know preachers pretend and people pretend you know but I I didn't have anything to you know pretend over. I remember Sharon said look here I know you're looking for a preacher you know, uh, I'm not saying I'm him. I'm certainly not looking for people. You've been burnt by preachers. I've been burnt by people. But here we are. Maybe you feel like you're at the ends of the earth, but we cry out to God when we're in trouble. And there's a God who hears. There's a God who comes running. There's a God who listens and who cares. And there's a God that can do something about it. You know, sometimes if we're not careful, the we get we get pushed and crushed, and 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 the world's trying to conform us to a small place. But I believe that God is so is is so great and so big. He'll get down in trouble with you, but he's too big for that. In other words, he starts working on the inside, and he says, you were meant for much more than this. Don't cave in now. Don't give up. Don't compromise now. And sometimes you cannot voice that and articulate that, you know, gracefully. Or, you know, or in... Uh, poetic prose but your heart says I'm not I, I can't let this small get inside of me I cannot let this define me I can't accept this as what God really meant and what he wants for me I found from, have you, have you ever known truth on the inside, but you couldn't find the chapter and verse? It was just, you know, something. I found a lot of times that something was someone on the inside just saying, you know, you don't have to take this. You don't have to settle for this. Don't let this trouble be the definer of your life. It might be a moment in which you are defined, but let the, def- let the definition be this. You are meant to live, to believe, and to live the love that I have for you. Amen. Believe that you are loved no matter what. Amen. Now why is, that in, why is that important? You know, verse, verse 31 says, What? Does all of this mean if, it says, if God has determined to stand with us, tell me who then could ever stand against us? 
you know, it occurred to me this week, I love the verse of Scripture because it has this, this, this context that says, for God so loved the world. And if you, you know, those of you who've been here for a, a while know that we spent some time on that phrase, so loved. There was, God just poured out of those two words. It says, but it, it says, God so loved the world. He so loved the world. And I'm going to tell you what, when, it, you know, I've been a long time uh, in the world, but not of the world, because he saved me out of the world. All right. But I'm, he left me here. All right. Uh, but it's not in me anymore. I'm in it, but it's not in me. It's just not in me to live like that, to die like that to be like that any longer. To, the, the world would not, I would not be conformed to the image that it has for me. Because I'm destined to be, and you're destined to be conformed to the image of his dear son, who was in the world and came to make a difference in the, in the world. But God so loved the world. You know, I'm going to tell you what. Now, every person, you know, I think about even your own experience, you know. Didn't it, you were still so loved even though you didn't know it, you rejected it, you were far from it, didn't want it, didn't feel like you needed it, but yet you were so loved by God that he gave that love to you, decided that you would be the focus of his love, that everything that he did, that if he did it, it would be for you. That we were loved like that and are still loved like that. And if we realize then, then it's not, then it's not, so, uh, it's not so easy then to condemn somebody who just hasn't found that out yet or who hasn't been touched by that love, who has never encountered or experienced that love. And the very first thing this, uh, I, uh, that was so amazing to me when I finally did go to church, you know, a guy witnessed to me on the job, he was all the church I was ever going to see. That's it. If he didn't tell me, I probably would have never known. I can name the deciding witness who gave evidence of a changed life in my life. I, I can call him by name. God, God set him in my life for almost a whole year. Many people prayed, a lot of people witnessed, but Bobby Brown won me to Jesus. He didn't lead me in the sinner's prayer, but Bobby Brown won me to Jesus. Are you listening? A year later, I went down. Uh, I went to church. The amazing thing that I, that I uh, about, about that place was, about the church was that... Uh, is the first thing was that, I, that God began to talk to me. I didn't know his voice, you know. I mean, I didn't recognize uh, his voice, but I was accepted. I was loved. They told me I was forgiven. They told me the truth because they loved. There was a heaven to gain, a hell to shun. But there was a God 
who gave it Jesus, who gave Jesus on the cross, and then I didn't have to if I didn't want to. And that He would not condemn me, and they didn't condemn me. Amen. It's amazing. Sometimes I've been some other places after becoming a Christian where that was not the case. I was ignored. I was. Not condemned with words, but. Acted like I didn't matter. But we do, don't we? To God. And it should matter. Uh, It should matter that the people that you're sent to. And we are. Whether we know it or not, somebody's watching. See, don't condemn folks. It's like they're asking you a question. It may not be in, it's the only way that they know how. Jesus was called the friend of, sin, friend of sinners, and the church was in uproar over that. Why does he do what he does? He's a friend of sinners. They didn't realize they, they were cussing with it, and he says the greatest compliment he ever had in his life. He said, I didn't come to save those that are well. I came for those that are sick. Amen. And that's all how he looked at it. That's how he still looks at it. Don't be fooled with what's happening on the outside. We're all the same on the inside. We all have trouble. And the greatest trouble we'll ever be in in this world is to be without God. Because the Bible says without God, we're without hope. It'll never be any different. It'll just be the, how's it going? Same old, same old. Different day, same old stuff. Think about how people describe life. And give them long enough and they'll tell you all about their trouble. Are you listening? <clears throat> we need to be careful that because God delivers us and we've experienced some triumphs that we forget that that triumph was over troubles. That we come from trouble to triumph. So that when folks are in trouble and sharing their trouble, that all we talk about is the triumph. Jesus didn't do that. He didn't holler from heaven and say, Hey, y'all. I want to help you. But you're going to have to clean it up, understand? If I'm going to hang out with you, you're going to have to quit this, quit that, quit the other. He didn't do that. He came down, got right on in the middle of everything, and he was labeled a troublemaker along with those that were troubled. He got right on down into the down and dirty. Hallelujah. Anyhow, God is for us. What does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me. And I'm going to tell you what now. You know, if you've ever really been in trouble, look around. Who's ever left as who's standing with you? Are you listening? More than likely, God sent them. But even the rats will jump the ship if they think it's going. 
down. Are you listening? How many of you ever had a few fair weather friends in your life? Amen. Oh, come on. Get, just let you know, salute. You know, like they used to do on, on Hee Haw? Salute, yeah. You know, I, you know, praise the Lord, everybody. For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son Jesus. You know, this holiday season, think about it, Thanksgiving, you start to think about you know, having, and I'll tell you, I believe gratitude is the attitude that brings gladness into our life. That when we can't find anything to be thankful uh, uh, for, you know, uh, to get over into Thanksgiving, boy, you know, stuff, you know, trouble will remain. It just, we just get stuck in it. But it starts with Thanksgiving and, and you know, what is it, 30, are you, I, I used to mark the calendar off how many days till Christmas because Sandy used to buy me stuff at Christmas. She just buys me stuff all the time now, so I don't have to mark the days off. But I think there's only 31 days left, Sandy, in case you want to mark the calendar. Uh, and then seven more days. Oh, I'm sorry. Everybody's here and they heard me say that. So I'll tell you what she got me. It'll be wonderful, I'm sure. Yeah. I tell you what, now, life with Jesus, it's Christmas all year round. The greatest gift that you can have is, is him, and with him, God just gives you all things. God's not going to love on you just one day a year. I mean, that's the day we celebrate and commemorate his greatest treasure, but it goes on to say here, it, since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for all, he certainly won't withhold anything else. He has to give us. I'll tell you, God, God rejoices in giving us Jesus, and He rejoices in and through Jesus, giving us everything else all year long. Just, just loving on you extravagantly. I mean, you know, the kind of I don't deserve it. Uh, merciful, uh, wonderful love of God. Who then? would dare to accuse those whom God has chosen and loved to be his. God himself is the judge who has issued his final verdict over them, not guilty. So if God says not guilty, who then is left to condemn us? Certainly not Jesus, the anointed one, for he gave his life for us. And even more than that, he has conquered death and is now risen, exalted, and enthroned by God at his right hand. So how could he possibly condemn us since he is continually praying for our triumph. Who could ever separate us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one. For nothing, I love the two terms, no one and nothing. No one and nothing. Doesn't matter what kind of stuff you're facing, who you're facing right now that is against you, no one and nothing can stand in front of God and ever get you out of his hand. Ever, ever do to you, listen, uh, uh, anything uh, destructive. See, God has delivered us. Who could ever separate us from the endless love of God? See, you know, there's, there's you know, we may say, well, God will love me until... And the devil said, God loved you until you did that. No, it's endless. Remember, if, you, if we make our bed in hell, there's God. The deepest, darkest cave you can run into away from God 
there's God. Isn't that right? And now listen, and God is love, so there's the love of God. All right. For nothing, no one, absolutely no one, for nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love towards us. Troubles, pressures, and problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and death threats? No, for they are all impotent to hinder omnipotent love. Even though it is written all day long, we face death threats for your sake, God. You know, the devil just threatens everybody. He is death. That's all he's got to offer. It says, we are considered to be nothing more than sheep, and we have to add this in there, God's sheep, and from his perspective, the enemy, sheep that should be slaughtered. Yet even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all, for God has made us to be more than conquerors, and, he's, his, and his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over anything. Now remember, Jesus said this, in the world, you are going to have trouble. Okay? It's just it's part of the package while you're here. He said, but I want you to be of good cheer. I want, you to, I want you to choose to be glad because I have overcome the world. Now, the overcomer of the world is still Jesus. But we're more than overcomers because he's more than happy. Are you, the reason why he overcame it wasn't for him, it was for you. The whole thing, if he was concerned about you before you were ever born and got there and willing to do whatever it took to deliver you before then, don't you think that he's surprised about it now and that he's going to cut and run now? He didn't cut and run then. He ran to you, honey. He didn't run from you just because everybody else did. And it looked like you're going under. I'm going to tell you what now. I have... I have, they've been on the blip, blip, blip. I don't know if you've ever, any of you know, drowning in it, suffocating in it sometimes. Can't breathe in the thing and have Jesus. Are you listening? Just one word from the living God. And sometimes it's just a phone call. Sometimes it's just a, it's just a, the Holy Ghost, just one word out of that word. Sometimes it's just a piece of a song from somewhere. Sometimes it's nothing more than the still small voice in the middle of the hurricane. But somebody said, you just know inside, he said, it's going to be all right, it ain't always going to be like it is right now. I'm with you. And I'm with you because I love you, and I'm not going to leave you because I love you. I loved you then, I love you now. I love you eternally. And this kind of love ain't like the love of any... Any person, any other kind of love, this kind of love made a stand and will stand and will stay true all the way through. Anybody in this house today, it says his love will triumph over all of the troubles. Let me read the rest. It says, so now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe and no one with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced 
that his love will triumph over death, over life's troubles, over fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love which is lavished upon you throughout, through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. And he's willing to keep working. Are you listening? Until you are convinced. I don't mind sometimes telling God, you know, I know, I know your word is true. I know you're true to your word. But now you're going to have to convince me. I know your word works, but you've got to convince me that you're working your word right now. You've got to convince me that you're, that, your word, that you're working your word on my behalf. Because I consider you faithful who promised. I can't consider my problem. Because sometimes in life, you have to hope against hope. There's no, there's no hope for human help. There's no hope for natural change. But God's not human. He's more than that. He's God. And God is not natural. He's all natural with a whole lot of super up on top of it. He's, he'll work in the natural, but he, but he can't help himself. He gonna put some, he's going to put his, his super on top of that natural. Amen. Pastor Cindy had sent out a thing on Facebook. Oh, she put me on Facebook. I got hacked. I got out, but she got me back on. <laughs> and all these people keep, you know, wanting to be friends with me. I don't know some of them. I told Cindy, I don't know them. I don't want to be a friend with them. And she goes, she goes you know, she would like the commercial with the, you know. <laughs> I'm like the lady saying, you know, I'm going to take you off of my wall. And they go, it doesn't work that way. That's not how it works. Anyhow. It's all right. My definition of friend and Facebook's definition of friend are different. But anyway, I, I came to trouble the trouble in your life today. You know, I was walking the floor and praying, and uh, I heard this. This is odd, but, you know, it's his word. He can do it any way that he wants to, isn't that right? So I'm going to declare the word of the Lord to you. I, I heard the Lord. It's over in James, the fifth chapter, 13th verse. It says that there's any, around 15, it says that any sick, are there any sick? Are there any sick? And, uh, and it was interesting because that was the only por portion of Scripture that I heard. And then I heard the Lord say, of this. You know, we can... And, and, and listen, true to context, let me read the whole thing for you, true to context, all right, so that you, that, that. All I'm talking about is a little expansion of it. Because sometimes we limit, we limit our understanding of the scripture. Remember, the author wrote it. Amen. You know, we can, we can, uh, you know, we can hear a big general term like, you know, uh, 
say that we love something or we love someone. But you start breaking that down and getting down in that, you know, we would bring a very limited scope of what we think it means, but the one that said, I love this, has, has the root system, has the fruit from it, has, the, has a total understanding of what they meant when they said it, and it didn't, in, and, and, it, and it included the where, the when, the why, the how, all of that. And it's much bigger than what we thought. You know what I'm saying? And I believe that God's word is much bigger sometimes than what we thought. And I don't want to take license with it, but I, I'm going to take permission here to expand it just a little bit for the sake of, of what God wants to do. It says, Are there any believers in your fellowship suffering great hardship and distress? Encourage them to pray. Are there happy? And, you know, not religiously, guys. You know, this is where we go. I'm going to pray for you. Uh, and most times, you know, that's it. You, you just got the honorable mention, you know, Lord, you know, they're in trouble, help them. But I don't got time for that. No, it says if there's any intro, it's the answer. I'll tell you, prayer, uh, the, you'll get things in prayer that you'll never get somewhere else. Yourself, but also with people praying for you makes power available to you that would not otherwise be available unless they prayed. But see, the prayer in the rest of this verse, it means it's heartfelt, white hot, just like you were the one in trouble, just like it was you. You feel the distress, the, 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 the problem of it. It presses you like it presses them. You'll press in some prayer and get some power out of that. Not, oh, God bless you, be warm and be filled. Moving right along. Anyhow, encourage, it says, uh, it says, are there happy, cheerful ones among you? Isn't it? You know, and every, listen, when we get together, not everybody's where, you know, we're all at different places like Natalie said. You know, uh, we really are, you know. Uh, um, and, uh, and we're all experienced various degrees and measures of trouble or triumph or both where that's concerned. So while you got people in distress and in deep and deep trouble and problems, you're gonna have some folks who've just never been happier in their whole life, you know. You know, when you're in trouble, I'll just be honest, when I'm in trouble, those kind of people make me sick. That's why I need this scripture. It's all in the context. You know. The Bible Solomon was the same way. He goes, You know, you're happy. Uh, he, he said, you're happy songs. He said to the people that are mourning, he goes, well, yuck, man. He goes, it's just horrible. Keep your happy self to yourself, understand? I don't need you, you know, if I'm shouting, shout with me. If I'm crying, don't shout. Huh? <laughs> Come on now. I'm going to help you. Somebody says, I don't do funerals well. We'll find out, you know. Is it a celebration of life? And most of the people that are there happy, be happy with them. But if there's somebody there that's sad or whatever, don't be happy at their expense. They're not happy about it. Be sensitive. The Bible teaches us this, all right? All right, it's, let, encourage them to sing out their praises. If there are any sick among you, then ask the elders of the church to come and pray over the sick and anoint them with oil in the name of Jesus. And the prayer of faith, now listen, the prayer of faith will heal the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And if they've committed sins, they will be forgiven. Now, a lot of instruction uh, uh, in there. 
But in the context of what Lord said, he said, there, are there any sick uh, of this? You know, let's just put this trouble. It could be it. There, there's more to being sick uh, than just a physical body ailment, disease, or sickness. There's some folks uh, that are experiencing distress in their soul, their mind, their will, their emotions. There are some people that are uh, deeply disturbed in their spirit, heartbroken, paralyzed and tormented perhaps by a spirit of, uh, of fear. So we're not just one-dimensional. Isn't that right? And so we can't just limit this, though it, I believe it is talking about that, but is that all that it's talking about? I don't believe so. And the reason I don't is I know I believe I heard from the Lord. He said, are there, any, are there any sick? And then he added, of this. I don't know what this is for you. You do. You know, remember I said I wasn't maybe here, you know, and, and maybe most people this means nothing. But I'll tell you there might be somebody here uh, that... Uh, uh, that trouble is trying to take over. And trouble is trying to take you under. You know, and uh, uh, this, that, uh, and I just, I know this is humorous, but sometimes a little sugar helps the medicine go down. Because the devil will hold us. See, that's, that's, it tries to get a hold of us. And keep us. Remember we talked about last week. It was impossible that death could hold him. That's the one you're believing in. He's going to take you. He'll come to you in trouble. He's going to take you with you. He's, he's going to get you out of it. All right. But I've had some things in life that stayed longer than it should have stayed. Because I got stuck in the thing. Because I was like the, you know, uh, I, I've, I've been this way. You know, uh, God's working on me. But I don't know, you know, if you've ever had trouble with your mate. You might have trouble, you know, on your job. And you'd be like the proverbial guy, you know, that got a fight, got in the fight with the folks in the boat, pulled out his gunshot holes all in the bottom. You know, just run that mouth, do this or do that, tit for tat, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and made more trouble for yourself. Because you done shot a hole in your own deal. Amen. Created more problems. Anybody ever created? Don't raise your hand because people will. (laughs) You know, I mean, you know, people will know and then it'll bother you because they know. And, you know, and it's like the preacher tricked me to raising my hand. I just wanted to come and then go and not be noticed and not, you know. Forgive me. Amen. I don't, I don't want to be unkind, so don't raise your hand. <laughs> you know, I'll raise mine, all right? I'll, I'll, I'll be the advocate for the rest of you where that's concerned. Lord, I know there are people here. We don't want to hurt or embarrass them, but they've been just like me and played the fool and shot their boat full of holes. <laughs> Amen. And the reason why, don't laugh now, people. No. Uh, uh, and the reason why, <laughs> and the reason why, uh, me and maybe a few we's in this house are, 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 it's taken us under 
and uh, uh, is taken over and taken under is because some of the stuff that we ignorantly didn't know just reacted, just reacted, uh, you know, made it worse. It feels so good to be able to say, God, but I'm just so sorry. And I'm not, I just don't want to feel sorry. I want you to know I'm genuinely, if you tell me what to do next, I'll go ahead and do that, but let's get out of this thing. We'll deal with all the, the circumstances later, but I, I, I can change the circumstance by making a choice. See, because trouble lies to me and says you have no choice. But see, the truth is you have a choice. And when you make the choice... Boy, God will start changing the circumstances quick, quick. He asked a man that was suffering 38 years, struggling 38 years in, in a bad situation with his physical body. But you know, sickness doesn't just affect our physical body. It goes to tormenting, other, and, and torturing us with a... Uh, killing us slowly, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? It starts taking away not just the threat of the quantity of life, but the, the, the quality. I can't, can't, can't do what I want to do. Don't feel good. It's just can't go, can't be, can't have. See? I could go on and on in other areas of our life, things that we carry, hurts and wounds that that boy, I'm gonna tell you what, bump it in the wrong, wrong way, wrong way. You know what I'm saying? And, and privately, it just fest, festers, poisons our whole system till just life is bitter, life is hard. People are mean. People are cruel. Come on now. I know I'm getting close to some stuff, but I'll have to be kind of like the doctor that, that in the initial examination just goes, does this hurt? How about, how about here? How about there? How about when I do this? What's he trying to do? He's trying to locate the problem. Why? To hurt us? No, to help us. To fix it. To get down in the root and take care of it. I'm telling you, God is wanting to do something. Is there any sick of this? Of this? Doesn't matter how long, doesn't matter how strong, doesn't matter who or what said or did, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you, Jesus wants to do something in this house today. And he has already prayed the prayer. Are you listening? All we have to do is connect with that. And I'm going to ask, I don't want to not hurt you or embarrass you and any way, shape, or form. Please understand me. I, 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 I wouldn't uh, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, I'm kind of of the thing, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And there's some stuff, you know, uh, I, I've, I've learned to live with till I couldn't live with it anymore. And then, then I had to go get some help. I've, I've, I've had a couple of kidney stones. And uh, I prayed the prayer of faith, but I had to have some help. I've had steel in my eye. I've, uh, I prayed the prayer of faith, but God had all night to take it out. In the morning, I had to go get some help. 
I've, I've been cut and wounded and damaged and, 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 and believed and, and know that God is my healer, but I had to have some, some help just to, you know, just some, just some staples in your school and stuff like that and, a, you know, a ride home and all that kind of stuff, you know, and, and folks being gracious to you while you, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes we just need a little help. I tell you, the healer's in the house today to help you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.